1: We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording this podcast on in Los Angeles, the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, as well as paying our respects to their elders, past and present. Silent or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly, we're a
2: feather, we're tougher than leather. together we're weirder, we're
1: leader together. All right, this is exciting. Our guest today is someone who I crossed paths with over the years, many times, more recently, got to know a little bit better, and someone who I would say, I've always felt that if I was more traditionally handsome, I would have had a my career would have been a bit different, you know, and and this guest really <laughs> has the look that I think would have like, you know, it would have added a couple extra zeroes. To my income each year. So, with that in mind, you, I'm sure you all know who it is. <laughs> well, yeah, where is he? Is he coming? Nick Thornburn, how are you,
0: mate? I'm good, Ben. Thanks for having me. Do you 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 know how handsome you are in the rock world, right? <laughs> <laughs> way, to,
2: way, to way to make you comfortable. Way to make you come.
0: Comfortable. Uh, I. I uh I don't know. <laughs> that's
2: a that's a that's a hard question to ask. I um, truly don't
0: think about it.
1: Yeah, but you've <laughs> talked about like you were aware of having like being a pretty girl and the way that affected your career and career. I mean, you can that, you rely,
2: know? you can lean, lean, lean on it, but you you do always look at others and 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 you know mm. admire other people's beauty and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, I mean, for me, I uh I like I liked. That I, that I was. But, yeah, I don't know. But, Nick, you, you
1: didn't have trouble. Like, you didn't get into music to meet girls. Like, you you were okay with girls before that, right?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Really? Total virgin, terrified of girls, terrified of disease, terrified – just terrified in wow. general. Um, the joke when we started the first band in high school, the band didn't – my partnership with my, my um, bandmate in the Unicorns began in high school, but the band – sort of formed a year or two after but that we chose the name as like a a sort of tongue-in-cheek idea that we were trying to attract women you know like what do girls like unicorns
1: it has kind of a sinister
0: um uh context i guess like in hindsight but when we were kids it was like it wasn't sinister at all it was funny we were just trying to like uh we weren't being Dead serious about it, but the idea was like, you know, that was like a, a kind of a jokey reference. I yeah. Guess. So
1: your fantasy of a band was not playing to like a grim of sweaty guys moshing or anything like that. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> that became the reality. Did <laughs> <Is> it really? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I think it's pretty mixed. Yeah. It's a pretty mixed bag. But, well, that's cool. Yeah. So, wait,
2: where did you, you grew up where in Canada?
0: On Vancouver Island. Oh, yeah. dude, I've never been. That's, have you I've,
2: been? No, I've been to Vancouver. Uh, a bunch but I've never been to Vancouver Island. It's we're, been to be beautiful. Yeah, right? I know. That's what that's what you hear.
0: Yeah, it's like the it's like the if you add like a, a premium, you know, like do you want to add any add-ons to your order? Like that's Vancouver Island. Right. It's it's uh just extra everything. It's extra nature and
2: I mean, once beauty. I took a ferry from Vancouver to get lunch in the afternoon i think that's but that's fancy. not ban- famous bag- l- lunch no. destination but in it's vancouver not that's island? not yeah. vancouver island. you went to
0: you took a ferry to victoria
2: maybe that, i don't know it was so long ago and we i just had lunch with my stepdad I don't know.
0: um that would have been on vancouver island victoria is the capital city of okay. the province so, on vancouver Island, so
2: tourists might do that like for a day you could do
0: it there's a foot passenger that a ferry that goes from Seattle to. If oh, to- oh, one yeah,
1: was to have an afternoon and some time to have lunch, <laughs> where would you recommend grabbing a bite in
0: Vancouver? Your parents' house. My know. parents can cook. I mean, my mom can cook a nice lunch for you. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
2: Vancouver has great restaurants. Is Vancouver Island, or is it? Is it? Is it isolated? I don't even know. It's much isolated.
0: About it. It's remote and it's long. It's large. So, like, if you think of from LA to San Francisco in terms of length that's oh. how big the island is and was oh, yeah. there an
2: uptown and downtown or was there like a nicer part of town and a sort of more wrong side of the track wrong side of well, the well there's
0: towns all over the island uh-huh. so there's victoria's at the south end actually even below the the border so it, it's actually like parallel with seattle um and then you go further north i'm pretty far north i'm like three and a half hours north of victoria four hours north so it gets Fairly rural, and um, I definitely had a difficult time growing up for a certain period, where I was trying to express my interests and identity. I guess in like music and art and drawing, and um, just to go back to like whether I thought I was hot stuff. Hot stuff. (laughs) I did not. I was uh, bullied kind of mercilessly. Oh wow!
2: I mean, I think nature and those kind of town smaller. You know, n- whatever towns, cities, whatever they're, they are nice when kids are little, like if they're naturey, maybe, yeah. but then when you get to a certain age, like teenagers, you, it's you Twin might, Peaks, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's Twin full peaks. firewalk with me, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, like the first year I was in, um, had moved back, I'd left and gone way further north, uh, almost like kind of by where Alaska uh, juts down. Uh, for six years, we, we family moved. But when I moved back um, in the ninth grade or grade nine, as we say, uh, the girl sitting behind me grabbed a garbage bag. I don't know why she had a garbage bag. But when the teacher left, she put it over my uh, neck, around my neck and choked me. Um, so... I definitely wasn't like, yeah, I'm hot stuff. I'm Wait, like, why did why? you do that? I don't know. She didn't like me. Sounds Nobody. Like She's she, taking or, out the trash. Or she really yeah. liked you. Yeah. You
2: know how sometimes when kids are little and they like punch. Yeah. Like when you have a crush. Maybe this wasn't. She her.
0: had a funny way of showing it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but she she choked me pretty hard. Wow. She choked did me she out. Get in trouble? No. Did wow. that form any
1: like erotic Kink. trauma response type thing for you uh. later in life? <laughs>
2: Probably well, not. I like
0: when people are mean to me. you do That's the kink yeah. Um, no I mean some, it's, a lot of guys do not. some of the guys like Maybe. badass girlfriends that kick their butts whatever sort of. like, Well, no. I think I do like being I do like having someone who is um, not super uh, demure I guess. so I like being mm-hmm. with a partner who's um, assertive and uh, you know has has it going on. So if that means grabbing a garbage bag and choking <laughs> me out, so be it what's up betas
1: you know hey, we you know it's a
0: way of
2: life i'm the same i mean that (laughs) that helps helped me in the past because now i don't really need this type of help anymore but i like also people who sort of have a lot going on um and when i've liked someone and it hasn't worked yeah i just think instead of thinking what's wrong with me i'm not enough i just think it's so much about dynamics with people right and then you'll see them date someone and maybe they after will date like a an a type lawyer right or you know uh, a big producer
1: you're talking about Jimmy Fallon
2: and Robert Downey yeah, 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 yeah. junior <laughs> I mean well Robert Downey I mean I didn't we were friends and then we had one sort of date when he was right out of jail but we were already <laughs> friends but I just... That's kind of
0: hot too. Yeah, very. Convict?
2: Very hot. See, and then
1: she went for an Australian. She loves convicts. But after when I I saw
2: who he married, I thought, well, it's not, it wasn't just me. It's like he, I'm too, I'm the more passive one, right? Mm. You know, I mean, I'm sort of the more dreamy one. So you luckily like that. Yeah. So that worked out.
1: So wait, what was the expected path? If it wasn't creatively vibrant on Vancouver mm. Island, like what, what path were you sort of expected to take if you'd just stayed and done the kind of status quo thing with That's your high a school a good
0: friends? job. I mean, a lot of people worked in fisheries. Uh, my dad was a fisheries officer. So uh, it was a, it's a fishing... Um, the town I, I... Campbell River is the name of the town where I grew up. um is a fishing town so you know fisheries logging is a big logging town um so these kind of industries so i guess probably something more definitely more rugged one of the last like proper jobs i had was working on a saw at a sawmill um where i had to clean these giant logs i had to take this like horse brush and clean out all the dirt and rocks in the bark before they were um or after the bark was stripped, clean out all the, like, stray rocks, and then it would go through this guy's uh, little mini. He had this, like, kind of boutique sawmill. It was really weird. And I would – yeah, and he never knew my name the whole was time. Was the word
1: – did he describe it as boutique?
2: <laughs> I don't, yeah,
0: cottage. It was a kind of a – yeah, he had a real
1: Portlandia vibe. Yeah, sort of
0: exactly. He,
2: speaking of uh, boutique, so how you you seem? I mean, now we're going to embarrass you again. He says so handsome. I say very stylish. But how did oh, wow. you? When did you start getting into looks? And was it com- Was it well? Obviously, it's not like you you didn't ha- you had television. We you just mean
1: much. like culture. Like when did well, you start well, getting? Well, like the... you have
2: you know you the clothes and like did was there? Um, I guess it's like <laughs> it's not so long ago where you have to go to Vancouver. And get the like pop, like yeah. Like, did you
1: go trips in to go thrift stores, <laughs> and, uh, record stores? Yeah, somewhere? but that was like a yeah.
0: big trip. That was an oasis. I remember working. I worked at McDonald's, and there was like a concert I had. I wanted to go see, but I couldn't get time off work. But this idea of like leaving, um, leaving the town, you'd have to take a two-hour bus ride to the ferry, which would be a two-hour ferry ride to Ven- to like. A port that would take a forty-five to an hour to get into the city, so it was a big journey to go. But once you got there, yeah, it was like a panoply of, of like record stores and like all ages shows, and it was it was a rare treat. But then we would get all ages shows on the island to like punk bands and oh, hard, wow. hardcore bands, five dollar kind of shows, and that was a huge um, gateway, I think. But also, just I had an older have an older sister. Uh, which was truly, like, the the lodestar for me for, like, style and, and just interest in music. I mean, I would just steal all her Cure records and Jane's Addiction records and stuff. And then suddenly, like, from there, her clothes. And then, yeah, from there, it would just, like, I sort of s- stepped out on my own and getting, like, thrifting and stuff like
1: cool that. and so and then did you play music the whole time like did you learn instruments as a kid
0: no i didn't oh, okay. play but i told alden my unicorns bandmate, who i met in high school i liked the way he looked he showed up at school one day and he was wearing like a kilt and uh or a skirt or something and that's had, kind
1: of fucking crazy like if you're in a blue collar
0: yeah totally i mean community. we would get we would get yeah. attacked by people and and uh for just for not even anything like that. Maybe painting our nails or something. And so he wore this skirt on the first day of school and this shirt that said like "Share the Power" and I had like a fist with the the, f- the female symbol. I was like, this guy's cool. I wanna I wanna be his friend. And so you
1: thought he was talking to you, like sharing the power with you. Yeah, share oh, yeah. some <laughs> of that power with <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah.
0: But he he was you know I I knew he was a musician. He had a guitar with him, and I said we should play sometime. And he said, do you play? music you play and i was like yeah let's let's like jam at your place and so i showed up at his house and i didn't have a guitar because i didn't play i was just lied because i wanted to like just get into it somehow and he was he was like oh that's okay you can sing you could be the singer so that was kind of my way into music wow it's and like, did
1: you know you could sing on you...
0: no and i couldn't
2: oh my <laughs> so, god this is reminding me of wham the documentary Did you watch? it's beautiful. so so beautiful yeah, yeah like just becoming friends and mm-hmm. then starting a band and yeah I don't know I guess that happens a lot and
1: encouraging each other
0: to yeah, bring out the more it's a dream. Powerful and I could tell that he had something really special and so I knew I was in a good you know if I could bring something to the table I knew we would be we would we could actually do something and was young enough and kind of naive and hubristic enough to Take it seriously. Wow. Yeah. So he was in okay. you did
1: unicorns with him, but he's not involved in Ireland. No. Right?
0: He, okay. We we made one record, uh, we toured it for a year and just imploded and broke up and then I started that Islands. That was the unicorns, right? But yeah. I
1: thought you did two you didn't do two records.
0: We did you? this self-released like CD thing that we'd made, but I don't think of that as like a proper release. It's it's like a so, demo. It was, was almost of, like yeah, demos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We would hand them out and I was just telling someone last night we would hand them out um we would send them around to promoters and to labels but put uh our address as the main address and their address as the return address without postage and then put it in the mailbox and then the postman would see it and be like this doesn't have a stamp and send it back to Whoa. to the promoter or this to is the- like
1: a john Vanderslice level crime yeah, hack yeah totally like-
0: yeah i was really into those little like Anarchist cookbook-y crime.
1: That's so cool. Steal
2: this book. And what about like
1: all, because one of, I love the, what's the name of the pod that you did, that you did with your- Critical, the Critical Podcast. I love this podcast that Nick did. It's like um, it's almost like a parody podcast of sort of, overinflated guys sort of valuing them themselves as thought leaders kind of exploring yeah is that sort of the yeah absolutely
0: it? yeah it's just definitely a satire of these like loser influencer um, types like we played these losers um, who th- really think they know everything and have an answer for everything and just are completely delusional what yeah. if you're like yeah.
2: it wasn't a satire <laughs> like, that's, that's, <laughs> right, right. that's actually my greatest work yeah <laughs> and, um,
1: but i was but i guess that it's it sort of it's a real insight into your because i think the first time we chatted we were like two i was said we're like two of the only kind of musicians that there's a bunch but there's not that many that do stuff with comedians around yeah. town too you know right. so um so i guess i'm also interested in the development of this sort of like the comedic side or it's almost like a you have a interest in like subversive thought or mm. philosophy or sort of what the how you got into all that side of things
0: i don't know yeah i definitely always wanted to upend the kind of rules you know there was an impish streak i think from high school from back in those early days like i remember we had a
1: is an impish is an imp an actual forest creature of some kind i or? think
0: so yeah. some demonic but fun demon, okay, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. playful demon. But yeah, like just like I remember, like we'd have a pie eating contest, and like I w- I showed up with everyone sat down and was like just gorging themselves, and I took out a knife and fork in my pocket and like ate it very <laughs> delicately. It was like just to kind of I don't know, just like play with expectations and sort of subvert. Had you
1: like seen Andy Kaufman or stuff like that, or is this just from a natural kind of punk it was rock? Kind of a natural, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it
0: was more of just like, you know, what's the what's the um, what's the funny way in here? And so I was always, I've always tried to play with with the borders of that, I guess, and and um, yeah, I think there's a playful uh, part of of that comes through the music too, you know? mm.
1: and yeah. that's. Like with this record, this new record that yeah. comes out today, the Islands record, mm. um, and that's why dolphins lost their legs. Why did dolphins lose their legs?
0: <laughs> I think the idea is that it sucks so much on Earth that they hightailed it back to the the ocean. Gotcha.
1: And the, the 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 humor thing is part of the conceptual thrust of this record, right? Life's a joke, all you can do is laugh. Yeah. What's the what was it that sort of pulled? These songs together for you.
0: I think it was just this, you know, the world is on fire. It's like this kind of nihilistic uh, viewpoint, but it's, but it's just it's comical at this point. I mean, it's it's sort of a, a laying laying down and and submitting, but um, just seeing how. Yeah, how that, that that there's nothing you can do at this point but laugh. It's not necessarily my worldview, but it's a thing I can access that like pessimism.
2: I, I would talk about this like daily. I, I hope I should probably stop soon because Ben will probably be depressed. But what do you well, mean? We Just were talking you about can't, ni- you oh, feel no. you can't do anything? No, 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 no. We were talking about nihilism versus hedonism. And how I was saying that they're, I don't know, we're just just sort of, um, well, I don't know, just sort of what choice do you have but to laugh or just try to keep being positive because, you know, what else can you do? Then right. try or to, or Then but,
1: sensual pleasure is so, i mean i think hedonism is sort of like a one of the possible solutions to nihilism right? i guess i was so, saying yeah.
2: that after all the after life there's all there's like traumas that happened mm. you know i'm whatever growing up in the 80s and having you know whatever gay friends died da, 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 there's like a lot of big traumas but then the past few years it's sort of ramped up again and and then you know, you just keep thinking. Oh, the traumas,
1: you mean collectively. Well, yeah, just like how am I going to
2: keep everything. going? Like how do you keep going and attached to life, you know, with all of this stuff? But, yeah, so I really appreciate that. But Plus I'm looking at the hairstyles and I love to play. Which one would I have? Oh, is on the
1: album cover. Um, Which hairstyle would you have? Yeah.
2: I mean, I like them all. But don't you I find, mean, I like.
1: Can I ask you as.
2: Not all of them. I like like five of them I would get. <laughs> Can so we play guess like who? This, sure. This. I like that too. <laughs> what
1: about a little tight perm? <laughs> if you're just listening to this, uh, you should look up the cover of, and that's why dolphins lost their legs to see what Nick and I only appointed. It's a
2: great but, cover.
1: But don't you guys find like with say psychedelics or something that you can get into certain philosophical headspaces where despite all of the signs that are so terrible mm. there is some ineffable reason to stay hopeful I don't know what that is but I I return to that like and I'm thinking of like when I take psychedelics or when I yeah. get lost in music mm-hmm. that I feel like I can't explain it but like mm-hmm. against all odds there is like some hope in me yeah and there has to be there an answer, has to. otherwise you wouldn't be bothered making a record for sure right? for yeah.
0: sure it's it's a a release valve and it's like being able to access that feeling and almost contain it like cage it a little bit but know that like you said that there is beauty in the world and there's there's love and there's hope and there's there there are things hopefully that people find worth living for and and it's okay to have an outlet for those darker feelings and darker impulses but to to Organize them in a way that it doesn't overwhelm you, I think. Together we're weird. we're together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're
1: looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ione Skye. And we
1: are the hosts of Weirder Together Podcast.
2: If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together Podcast Network. Like
1: punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable
2: multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy, sonic journey, vague data.
1: Making ways the art of music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate.
2: Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I
1: love that, one of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never-before-heard vintage interviews with legendary artists.
2: And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these
1: pods on your favorite podcast platform now. Love ya. I wanted to ask like you that. about the picture on the inside. Yeah. Um, so this picture, <laughs> Ione, Nick was telling me is of uh, Nick set up some motion capture cameras <laughs> for yeah. when he was sleeping because he had night terrors. Oh, and he wanted to see the evidence of it. So what? Yeah, what? How long have you been having night terrors? Both
2: my kids had them, and I like it was one of those lessons where I had a friend, and and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I had a friend who had kids before me, and her kid had a night night terrors, and I thought I was so judgmental, and I've noticed this especially with parenting. The minute you sort of judge, I was thinking, of Mm. course her kids do because she's nuts, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and then cut to both my kids Mm -hmm. did, but anytime I've judged a parent when their kids Oh are, yeah, you'll get worse. You your kid, you know That's like, a good advice to people yeah, having like, kids. is uh, don't judge uh, any other parents. Karmic. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But um but they were they stopped after teen cuz usually Typically yeah.
0: it goes away. But you had it your whole life? I had it as a kid. I had them as as a kid. Uh vivid dreams and then very like waking nightmares and um with sleepwalking and all that stuff, somnambulism. And then it went away for a long stretch. And then actually I was staying in this – I was renting this friend's apartment in Monch- uh, in L.A. in like 2010 before I fully moved here. Binky was her name. And she lived in the – Binky Shapiro. Yes. yes. There's and only she- one Binky in the true, Indy True, that's true. <laughs> I haven't seen Binky in many, many years. But I stayed in her very beautiful old building. I think it was – it's near. It's. It's not the Gaylord Apartments. It's like on that street on Wilshire. It's like this mm-hmm. beautiful old building. She took me in and showed me around. And um. Uh, the super had come by and was, or the the building manager, or something had come by and was like talking to her. And then, he was like, "Do you guys want to see the the upstairs? There's like this beautiful, uh, penthouse apartment where I guess William Randolph Hearst used to have his like." his like trysts or whatever. He would oh, have yeah. his, his uh, affairs in this place. And so it was this like really historic building that had the, all of this charm and character to it. And then he mentioned that the super who lived right above Binky died uh like the night before or something and in the building. And I don't believe in ghosts or anything, but that was that night, the first night that I stayed there, I woke up and... I felt like there was just someone in the in the apartment. I just had that, and I hadn't had this feeling before. Like maybe as a kid or something, I had these like night terrors, but I had this deep feeling that someone had just been looking at me, st- standing over me, and then had left the room. And I went to open the bedroom door to look down out into the hallway to see if anyone was there. And when I p- opened the door, or tried to open the bedroom door, it was locked. And it had this little latch under the doorknob that I didn't even know was there. So it was this weird thing where I was like, how did this door get locked? And and what's happening? Because this is like a new thing that I haven't had these kinds of disturbances in my sleep since I was a kid. So I like left the door open in my like weird, hazy brain. It was like, I need to keep the pathway clear. Whatever was like visiting me needed the door to be opened or something it was spooky
1: now you say you don't believe in ghosts, i know but this story does sound like you're well, attributing could, your s- uh, night terrors to some supernatural i know it, well, that one
2: i mean it's either ghosts or it's just that you're you our, got scared. Ima- our imaginations are so um you know can be so real yeah that you kind of it it sort of you know, un- I th- opened up something. So either...
0: I think it's most likely that. It's just, it just was weird because then it started to happen and now it happens in my, where I live now in Los Feliz every night, basically. Whoa. It's exhausting. And
1: what do you do? Like, what did you see on camera where this, you know, this picture, um, what it came from a video? Like, what did you see yourself doing?
0: Well, the, it's always changing, but it's like I, I, it's usually a feeling that there's something... Um, in the room, or something in the apart, in my apartment, or under the bed, or in the bed. It was like getting closer to me. It was having this weird. It was almost like a narrative, like a a, a seasonal arc of a show or something, where it's like it was in the building. It was in the building, and it was is in the hallway, and then it was in my room, and then I was like, it's getting closer to me, and then I woke up one n- night, and my hand was like this. I was like, it's in my. Whatever this thing is, I know again I don't it sounds like I believe in in demonic entities, but I th- I felt like this thing was coming in into my
2: How do you fall body. asleep at night? Are you scared to go to bed?
0: Yeah, I've started I have a little routine that actually does help with a sleep mask and I leave a light on. So I have darkness but I have a light on. So if it falls off in the middle of the night, I can um I can see clearly because I, it is an imagination thing where I have like that paradoilia sort of deal where I see faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is that paradoilia? It's like that. a word for like seeing faces and things. Oh, like, I just have faces, that. Though.
2: I have that a little bit. I have that a little bit. Yeah, and like the classic one would be a tree okay. trunk, mm-hmm. like you can see them a lot, or ceilings. Okay, like you know these,
0: these and, cameras, and that's
1: a psychological. That's a. I think disorder. it's early
0: onset alzheimer's actually really? i've heard oh yeah. my god
2: this is becoming a terrifying episode <laughs> i hate it i hate this well, you
0: said weirder together so but Just i have that ever
2: since i was little the Well, look, then that's seeing,
0: very early onset
2: seeing yeah. faces it's, ba- like, it's baked
0: in there's no escaping I'm an artist yeah so i see no i think well look mental illness and creativity i think are linked so do you feel like do yeah. you
2: have
1: mental illness do you
0: feel like uh, no, and no, I don't no. mean to make no, yeah. light no, no, of that.
1: No, 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 no but some, I, know you I mean, mean. Like, some no, people mean.
2: No, I, do I, I think what know. you mean is yeah. just that, yeah, that artists are sensitive and they have yeah, sometimes yeah. minds that are different.
1: Yeah, we're well, non-neurotypical to some degree, I think. Yeah, I, okay.
0: I think I'm sensitive, hyper-sensitive. Do you yeah. attribute any of the songwriting to these demons? Uh, one of them gets has writing credit okay, on good. the, uh-huh. the <laughs> last song, yeah. <laughs> one of Hearst's lovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, she go, took. She
0: raked me over the coals. She had a good lawyer.
2: But go, our kids' uh, ones, like she didn't, wouldn't remember them the next day. I don't
0: remember. Yeah, so that's partially why I set up the camera too, yeah, because right. I was like, "But
2: for us, it was so much work because you're just like you hear the screaming." Well, you well, she would just come in and be eyes wide awake completely mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a whole scene going yeah. on and then we would take turn all the lights on or take her outside or yeah. do and all that
1: looking around proving and, there's no boogeyman she, anywhere but and all she
2: that. like yeah, it yeah, never yeah. changed it you know she would to say
1: everything's moving too fast it's moving too fast slow I've it down that. slow I've it had down that. i've had that yeah. exactly.
0: as a kid i had that where things yeah. would speed up the the room would kind of pull away and... it's
2: yeah like when you oh, i guess i would have that at a high high fever you get that a little bit but yeah but then yeah, and you can't really help and then you can't it's not like a regular dream where you could a regular night where you could turn on the lights and put on a disney movie and feel better
0: yeah you still even in your waking reality it still feels like there's something wrong and that's the weird thing when you it's like i know who i am i know where i am but my wall is falling over. Right. It's like I'm fully lucid, but that wall. I need to, and I like I. I find myself wait. I'm awake and I'm pushing on the wall, and then a few seconds later, I'm like, "Whoa, this is insane! I'm dreaming. I have to go back to bed." And then I go right back to bed.
2: Wow. Well, that's good. You can sleep at least. Do you do you <laughs> feel yeah. that? Do you feel that?
1: Sonics and because I always like your production and oh, stuff. Thanks. Like I think you have interesting you're doing interesting things with frequencies and, mm. you know, and it's not not to say it's like so avant-garde, but it mm. just like it's considered mm. and you always create like an interesting palette. To me, I always think of sonics as sort of um I think of them as sort of supernatural because they sort mm. of create the sounds sort of create portals to again, not supernatural but other types of experiences. I don't know. I how do you what is it that helps you shape the sonic palette of
0: something that you're working on? Whoa. Uh, That's pretty mystical. That's a pretty supernatural question. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's how I feel about sound, though. I feel like it's sort of like, even though if it's just, I don't know, like the things to do with like the way drums sound and rhythms and harsh frequencies and sub-basses, and they Mm. do things to your body. Yeah. You know what I mean? They do things to your mind. Mm -hmm. and Because you seem to have a... Vision sonically mm. is it, or is it more just like referencing
0: things from the past that you've liked, or yeah? No, I, I don't mean to be coy, but I do think the way I approach everything in life, really, but especially like creative stuff, is kind of impulsive and intuitive and just kind of feeling based, and that really stems from the beginning in that moment in high school when. I just sort of faked it to get in. And then it was just about taste and about instinct. And so I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a theoretical background. I don't have um, chops per se. Um, But I just, I know when it feels good and then I follow that. Mm. I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. As
2: a painter and an actor, I, I have. I'm sure you do. Obviously, like I'm fans of other painters, and yeah. I get inspired. And I'm yeah, sure it's course. the same. But I'm not, uh, you know. I've gone to done a few classes, and I've done a bit of theater and mm. acting classes and painting classes. But it's really more, you know, kind of following what I like and what I want to do. And
0: yeah, I think that's the way. And I don't think it's. Yeah, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm this. Um, isolated like mad genius the the stuff trickles down the influences and you absorb it in kind of like osmosis or something but i i don't set out i don't have like an agenda i let it i'm sort of let it happen um and maybe that's the same with you i don't know but just kind of let it guide almost like um automatic writing or something Mm -hmm. where you just allow the work to happen and when it feels good you follow that um and so with things like the danceability of the
1: music because this record i feel like is quite
0: danceable Mm. in
1: a way like that was not an intention it's just the songs came out
0: i don't know i mean look to be honest i think there was a period i took a long break from music because i was feeling really burnt out and um you know just feeling like it was not the i was losing the magic um And so I took this long break, but then I started – I was like, oh, I kind of want to do like rap production stuff. Like I really like – there's certain things I want to really try like um, just to access and see what it feels like to try to make like uh, a Neptune's beat or something, you know. And so I I started making just little rap instrumentals. And and then from there, I was like, oh, I'll just sing a – Maybe I'll just sing the hook here, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just write this verse." And so, like one of the songs, uh, "Pelican," was was a good example of that, where it was just really like. In- initially, I wanted it to be uh, an instrumental, and then I just started to keep writing. I just kept writing. I didn't have any restraint, I guess. And so there was there was a idea of what it would be. And then from there, it just sort of evolved. And I was like, well, this set of songs have the same kind of um, vocabulary. I've had that
1: sometimes where you you take the pressure off writing for yourself or for your project, yeah. and suddenly it opens up parts right. of your creativity or personality that you wouldn't normally give permission to, because it doesn't like fit whatever you perceive as what you're meant to be doing. And it can, be, it can open up quite interesting avenues.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's another way in. Yes. Um, And I wasn't like intentionally trying to do that. I think I just, yeah, I sort of felt like I I was out of gas a little bit in 2016. I released a couple records on at once as like a double thing, and I was like, I don't know where to go from here, and I don't know if I have anything to say. And I think it's good to not force it and be intentional. And if I didn't, yeah, I didn't have much to contribute, so I was like, I'm just gonna take my foot off the gas and and hang out um try other things
1: cool and you're putting it out yourself yeah have you put out other records
0: yourself yeah i i in 2016 i had a little imprint through red eye uh and that's what this is too and so they're just a great distributor based in north carolina that handle a lot of cool labels and so i sort of created again a little not unlike the boutique sawmill, a little boutique label. So I can just put out my own stuff, and it's um, it's kind of feels like the way... I mean, you you do that, Yeah, too.
1: I mean, it, well, it sort of feels now like, look, if you're lucky enough to have someone who wants to throw money at something for some reason, yeah. that's great. But the economics of putting out a, a single album are that you're going to lose money on, yeah. it, basically. Yeah. So it, it feels like keeping those costs manageable and yeah. being realistic about what you expect, especially if you want a long career. It's you're not thinking of every record as this is the one that's going to break through. It's right. more like leaving behind a catalog of work. Yeah. That you feel proud of.
0: Yeah. It's a canvas. It's like a tapestry or whatever. Yeah. It's like, this is the, this is my work. And I was actually just talking about that with my friend, Tom Sharpling this morning, who you know, right. Um, but it's just like I think we both have this feeling. I don't want to speak for him, but is that like you do? We're planting these things that I, I hopefully, if you're lucky, outlive you. But um, but it almost feels like you have to be dead for people to appreciate it because I, I think Tom's as well. Like he's very consistent and very uh, a lot of he releases a lot of material with his with his radio show. And with me, it's like I've. I've never gone away, really. Even when I sort of went away, I'm like still putting out stuff. And so I, I don't think it gives people a chance to miss you, you know? And when they when they don't miss you, they, they can kind of take you for granted. And not to sound like sour grapes or anything, but I do think it's a situation where sometimes you leave the work behind and then you get to appreciate, you see the scope of it.
1: Did you hear that? Nick is saying he feels taken for granted and he plans <laughs> to end his life very soon. So I that do. finally Shortly his body after. of work will be appreciated.
0: I mean, they only, yeah, the downside is that I wouldn't be able to collect all those sweet royalties. Yeah, exactly. I know.
1: <laughs> so wait, you headed on tour
0: September 12th,
1: September 12th day yep. after my birthday.
0: Day after your birthday. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, but yes, but, uh, but, but you're – anyway. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We're having yes. a party too. That's right. Yeah. Different date. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I and waited. You- I wanted to wait <laughs> for your birthday before I left town And you're going out full band? Um Full band – it's changed a little bit. The lineup's actually changed for this tour. It's going to be weird and insane. And definitely people are not going to want to miss it. It's going to be – uh it's gonna be different. Awesome. Very, very different. I would recommend if you're on the fence about coming to see us that you come to see us. All right, I'm gonna put the
1: link to that in the to tickets in the um the show notes and and this record is out today and it's it's oh I knocked a camera and it's a beautiful record we were listening to it in the car yesterday and just loved it. So um thanks man, congrats man thank you. and thank you for just keep you know I feel like you're one of those people that I always just peripherally I'm aware of just always doing interesting things. And I Mm. personally gain a lot of just courage to just continue doing my own interesting things when I see my peers just, yeah, just not stopping, you know, and always kind of trying new stuff. And so it's really cool.
0: Well, that's heartening to hear and I feel the same. And I think it's really important for there to be a community and to be a kind of, you know, it's so easy in this business to be sort of feel isolated from everyone else. There's like a competitive thing, and then there's just this fragmented thing. So I think that's really important that we can uh, be inspired by each other and just be be friends and and connect like that. And hey,
1: there's a lot of room in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the top, but we we only need to be in the middle. Sure, we'd be happy then. There's a lot of room in the yeah, middle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll ta- I'll be I'll, I'll gladly take it.
1: Cool. Right on. Well, our audience are affectionately known as the Beautiful Babies. So uh, you want to say
0: goodbye to them? <laughs> goodbye, Beautiful Babies.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: together, together we're we are we're 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 we're
2: together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.